I'm recording. You're recording right now? Yep. 7, 8, 9, 10. Oh, I'm on 14 already. <laughs> oh no, we don't have to sync. 18, I can't count. <laughs> oh, what, what do we do? It's been so long. Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of the Justice League podcast. I'm Ricky. That's way too much energy. I like that you just... You're so confident that it's episode 20. I checked it. Has anyone checked? I just checked it now. <laughs> That's why I was so full of energy. Let's keep that confidence going. Let's okay. go. Yeah, come on. Let's go. Chop, chop. I'm Ricky. I'm Tranta. And I'm Adam. Uh, welcome to the Justice League podcast. I don't think you just said that, did you? So Just in case people <laughs> forgot. So yeah, yeah, it's been um, it's been a strange one. We've got lots of catch up on. I've got an interesting story that happened today as well. I was... I'm working in the office now at the moment. We've been working from home a lot of the time. And I head out of the house and I forget my work pass. So I come back and I'm in a rush. What stops me even more and actually makes me late is just as I remember I haven't got my pass, because I normally put it in my pocket for speed, um, I put my arm in my backpack and it's really hot, it's really sticky, and I'm wearing a shirt so my sleeves are bare and my arms are bare. And I put my arm inside my backpack while it's on my back. And it's just swung over the side of me a little bit. I take one arm out. That's a neat trick. <laughs> <laughs> just as I put my arm inside of it, this is a neat, neater trick. I become one with a backpack because I put my arm in the backpack. And the backpack unzips more into my arm a good two inches. So my arm, the inside of my arm, the nice soft sensitive bits of skin get zipped inside the actual backpack. Anyone just tuning in, hearing this out of context, <laughs> Adam's talking about his rucksack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And he didn't have a, the beginning of this something about Mary moment. <laughs> no, exactly. This was my arm. Elbow deep in this sack. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it wasn't the backpack closing that did that. It was a backpack opening. So my, my arm was on the wrong side of the zip and it rolled over my arm and pulled the skin into the zip. Oh. And it was so painful. Yeah, it was so painful. I nearly screamed out in the middle of the street and I had to stop. And the problem was I was then attached to the backpack. So when I tried to take it off my arm, it was hanging. I had to hold the backpack and I had to dr- slowly lower myself to the floor and try and work out how I take my arm out of the the backpack and honestly on a hot day it made me sweat so badly i was i felt i was going to be sick i got images now of you just walking down like you know the high street or you know the main shopping street get your arm somehow something about married in the zip <laughs> it's literally literally what happened in the backpack that is on your back <laughs> and then it's on one it's hold, one, on, holding one arm in a anyway. scream and just lying down on the floor yeah, this, this is where I die. This is where I'm good, guys. Just leave me. This is where I die. It won't come oh, out. Especially in the heat this week. Uh, it was so bad. My arm was so sticky. It stuck to. That's why it stuck to the zip. But it, literally, the zip rolled back up up towards my armpit, and <laughs> and I went. <gasps> and I, you know when you instantly know, oh, this isn't the right. This isn't good. This isn't good. And I'm. I fortunately, I think because I was so sweaty, when I did kind of pull, and it, you don't want to be doing that. Uh, the skin slipped out of well, I say slipped, tore out, but didn't tear enough to rip. But fortunately, all I've got is about a, a, a nearly a, maybe a one and a half inch red mark on my arm and a bunch of we- uh, weird lines where I think I must have pinched the veins on my arm, and then they, they've, they've kind of gone funny. You know, you you know, you just given Trent so many clips there. Yep, talking about pinching of veins. 
I have so many questions. So do I. Because this, like, I can picture it. Like, first off, this is bonkers. Right? <laughs> I can picture it, but I also can't picture it. I'll hold the mark up to the microphone so you can see it. <laughs> I can't see. I know how it happened, but I don't know how it happened. I know it happened. I can, like I say, I can picture this, but I, I can't picture it. Like I don't. How do you? How do you get your? How do you get your arm stuck in a zip? The inside of your arm, the inside of your upper arm, caught inside the zip in your backpack. I know, right? WebMD are probably a special case. They might <laughs> name it after, a condition after me. Okay, so your bag was open a little bit, right? You reached back. You reached back to put your arm in. So I assume your hand went into the bag. Yeah. And then somehow the zip came more undone mm-hmm. at the same time it zipped up your arm. Yes. Hmm. So I pulled the backpack off of my right shoulder. How thin is your skin That's to get stretchy. trapped in an undoing zip? <laughs> I know, right? Bong- I, I, I can't even carry on. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Are you sure it was a bag and you didn't accidentally pick up a shark? <laughs> Well, we we've not. I've never had a shark, and we've never had sharks in Wales before. So it could be a shark, <laughs> you know. Adam, I, Adam, did you just get knifed walking down the street? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I've seen that happen. I know what that looks like. I've never had a shark attack before, though. So it could have been a shark attack. Might have been a backpack bite. Could have been a shark attack. Who knows? You found a license plate from like Louisiana in its stomach, and <laughs> and um. Yeah, you just assumed, oh, a new backpack. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole, um, there was a whole uh, orchestra behind me playing this really <laughs> weird tense moment. I think I felt like something was creeping up on me. My pa- b- backpack did have a uvula, so it must have been a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Actually, Adam told an interesting story for a change. That's <laughs> what the heat does to you. It's desperation. <laughs> and we're all now wondering, what the hell happened? I'm, I'm picturing him. I know how he's done it, but I'm picturing him with his elbow stuck above his head. <laughs> Walking down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. When you got your arm into your backpack, did you go over, over your shoulder... Or underneath and round. <laughs> no, so I'd taken the right strap off of my back, and so my backpack was hanging off of my right, uh, my left shoulder. Right. But the zip, because the my backpack has a broken zip, I have to zip it uh, one-sided. <laughs> so I unzip it. Oh wait, wait, wait! No, then... I think I've seen you do this. So you, you yes. put you, you. It was your left arm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can picture it a so, little bit better now. So then I stuck my arm inside of the backpack, <laughs> but the zip was from the other side. It was from the right hand. I was side. kind of picturing this this Kama Sutra entanglement of you <laughs> and a rucksack. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing, nothing quite erotic as that. <laughs> I kind, I kind of want want it to end the story to end with you giving yourself a sleeper hold because just reaching across <laughs> your shoulder and you're like, oh, it's getting tight yeah, and, like, and you choke yourself out. Like, just, just, just go back over the tracks. No, no, but you're turning blue. No, no, never. <laughs> All right. All right, Frank and Beans. Should we carry on? <laughs> How the hell did you get the Frank above the beans? <laughs>
you've done the hard work. Now, now we, you've laid the tracks. Now we just got to go back over them. We got a bleeder. So, um, yeah, uh, since we last met up, we have watched a lot of things between us all. I don't think any of us are actually all up to date on the same things, though. Because I've seen the boys. I know Adam hasn't. I don't know about Tramper. Oh, one episode in. <laughs> See? What a... What a... What a great episode. Yeah. That's 100% more than I have been there's at the a, moment. There's a bit in that first episode where I went, that's not what it, I think it is. And then it was. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was, and it was terrifying. I obviously don't mind spoilers, so anything I can't catch up with, so I can be part of, you know, so people don't have to worry about spoilers, you know, I read up on things, so I, I know a lot, and obviously I've got the comics to compare things to as well, so. Uh, okay, well... Spoilers without spoilers. Imagine the Ant-Man Thanos theory, but at the yes. front. Yes, and a sneeze <laughs> instead of a snap. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But then uh, there was Doctor Strange. We've all seen Doctor Strange, right? We have all seen Doctor Strange. And it's now on Disney+, Plus. so anyone who hasn't seen it is kind of like... Fair game. Yeah, it's your fault. Spoilers for Doctor Strange. I enjoyed it! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. He's not my favorite of the MCU crew, but it was. Uh, and I've read a lot of criticism about it, but personally, I did enjoy it. Um, was your Was your favorite? But Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the. Um, I like the the callback to the undead uh, stuff that Raimi do, uh, does a lot, and also the fact oh, that yeah. like, you like you know that the dead Doctor is going to be useful for something. And it's he's useful in spectacular fashion, of course, and that visual of the dark, dark, dark undead, almost like zombie, uh, Marvel zombies. Uh, Strange was cool with the ghost cape and everything. I thought it was quite gnarly. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. The, the the whole the whole second half was like it was so uh, so Raimi, like it was so yes. strong. Yeah, and that's that's what I really liked about it that that it felt like a Sam Raimi movie rather than kind of like some of the Marvel movies have been a bit cookie cutter and yeah. and it's it was kind of like yeah it felt like a Sam Raimi movie there's bits in there like um I went to see it twice in the cinema and um you know, like the bit where Wanda comes out the mirror yeah oh yeah yeah oh my god I couldn't believe that there were kids in there watching that stuff <laughs> um like I found that creepy and then, like, there were kids in in there, you know. It reminded me of when I watched Jurassic Park and I, I had to really go to the toilet when the T-Rex bit came on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was quite dark for, and horrific. For me, it was the velociraptors in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'd read the book as a kid before because it was myself, my sister, uh, my two sisters, and Sarah, the youngest sister, was only little, so we couldn't go to see it in the cinema, not only because she'd be scared, but also... It was it was just something for me, so we wouldn't be able to afford it. So I had to wait for it to come out on VHS. But I'd already read the book by that point, and it's obviously it's a darker, it's an adult novel. You know, it's a darker novel. And so when the things would come up, scary things would come up. People like, oh, this is going to be bad. I'd be warning like my mum and my sisters and stuff, and they'd fast forward it, and it was like, no, nah, no, it's fine, it's fine. You sound like you were a delight to watch movies with. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I was. <laughs> it's it, it's like the reason why you and Lee don't want to sit next to him. <laughs> Wait, next to us, Ricky. Don't don't not don't untie yourself from that bush uh, brush bush. I know I talked to you very quietly in there, but yeah, exactly. But it, it is specifically you that Tranter and Lee would specifically sit next me to that it. gets targeted as the talker. But me and Ricky sit next to each other so we can both talk if we need. But um. And then, yeah, and Becky, when we went and watched it a second time, she couldn't believe how much Wanda was basically the T-800 in Terminator 1. Where she's chasing them through the tunnels and nothing can stop her. I really enjoyed it. I didn't, I like, I could see why people are critical of it, but some of that criticism did, doesn't pay off. If you watch the end of, like they said, like a lot of people criticized it because WandaVision had her kind of having a catharsis at the end of the show, which she did when she took the thing down. But then, as we all know, you've got to watch the post credits and she's in some weird country with the dark home. Yeah. So like she obviously hadn't fully recovered and she went looking for her kids in in like black magic books. I I think that was that was my issue is the fact that she's had a deal, and then they just kind of went. You know what? She's gonna break bad. There was no redemption basically for. Her. I was hoping all the way through it that it would be an alternative universe version of her, and that's you know you'd have a Wanda versus Wanda fight or something like that. But that was the only thing was I was a little bit disappointed. I mean we may we may get that perhaps there will be a redemption arc later on. But then we know from comic books Wanda's had a very complex. She's a bad guy. She's a good guy. She's a bad guy. She's a yeah. good guy. So I guess that's true for her character anyway. But I, I'm, I'm still ho- holding out for some sort of redemption arc anyway. But yeah, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I feel I feel like this is the path she's on now. Well, she did take it down at the end, and there was yeah. a flash to suggest that she there was a that she wasn't in there when it when it died when the. Yeah. yeah. Unless that's what happens to dark witch magic characters when they get crushed by mountains, they just pop and squirt out black, uh, red smoke. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Do you know what? Before we move on, well, before we move on from this particular part of it, I went to see it with work. Right? Went to go see it, and this guy that I work with, Dan, we came out of the cinema. We were talking. Oh yeah, wasn't wasn't this cool? Blah blah blah. And then he goes, uh, so. Uh, what did you think of the plot in general? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, well, Scarlet Witch, she just like, what, wants some kids or something? <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, what? I was like, Dan, have you, have you watched WandaVision? He goes, no, no, I just couldn't, I just couldn't, uh, couldn't get into it. And I was like, Dan, that's like the entire, this is, that's like. That's what this is. Yeah, it's like the prequel to this movie, basically. And he just he just had no clue that she had this entire life that she made for herself and then lost her kids and that's what she's trying to do. She's trying to bring bring them back. Yeah. He's like, ah, no, I just couldn't get into it. My uh, my mate was the same. Mark, the guy we went to see Thor with, he uh, he hadn't seen um, Spider Man and he hadn't seen One Division at this point. So he came in and he was like, I had no idea what was going on at the time. So <laughs> he has since made that up. That's the weird thing with it is that considering. Doctor Strange was in Spider-Man, which dealt with multiverse stuff. And then you've got a Doctor Strange movie called Multiverse of Madness. People were expecting that it was kind of a sequel to Spider-Man. 
where it doesn't really cross over at all with Spider-Man. No. Nothing about it. Like, there's no repercussions. Ex- it's not because Except of... the reference of Spider-Bucks. What he did... Yeah, they made a Spider-Man joke, but there's no repercussion for what he did in Spider-Man. It is about the America Chavez story and more to do with WandaVision. So, like, I think... Which, to be fair, was what 18 months ago compared to when the movie came out yeah well that's interesting because you say that but the link between them was gonna be america chavez yeah she was originally supposed to debut in the spider-man movie yeah um but everything kept getting delayed and reshot so yeah apparently um elizabeth olsen was saying that she only had about a week or so um, between the finishing of wandavision and the start of doctor strange Shooting, even mm. though they, you know, the end of One Division finished weeks and weeks, well, months before Doctor Strange came out. Oh, um, weirdly, we haven't mentioned the cameos. <laughs> oh yeah, these are these are big spoilers if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen the leaks. Do you know? Well, they're not leaks now, but yeah, spoilers online. Yeah, weirdly, I think it was a sound cue that I got more excited for than the cameos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was talking to Ricky about something like that um, with uh, with 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 Ms. Marvel as well, which we might get into in a moment. But um, yeah, that was really cool. That uh, little sound cue is is everything, isn't it? Yeah. How did you guys feel about that whole Illuminati scene? Uh, I got mixed feelings. I thought it was it was very heavy, but uh, it was it was a horror movie, wasn't it? You know. But I thought each person did a great job. I thought it was incredible. Yeah, I was watching it, and then like you see all these people, and I, I was waiting for Iron Man. I was waiting for Invincible Iron Man because I've seen these like images pop up, and people are like, oh, it's definitely Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's gonna be Tom Cruise playing Invincible Iron Man. It's gonna be great. And I and I was like, ah, maybe. I hope so. That would be hilarious. And then John Krasinski, yeah, turned yeah. up, and I, that blew my mind. Blew my mind more than Black Bolt. Krasinski being Reed Richards, Jim was from perfect. The Office. Yeah. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, Dad Abbott from the A Quiet Place. But he um yeah. he had Reed's mannerisms down, like the way he kind of rests his, his elbows and his knees and he kind of steeples his fingers together. And even the way I think, I imagine in movement, you know, obviously we see, when we see comics, we see mm. a still, maybe maybe a bit of an animation, you know, frame by frame. But I ima- you imagine how they move, don't you? And that's how I imagine Reed would move um, and gesture and like, he wants to control the situation with. He's not. He tries to be as non-violent as possible. So he tries to be as nurturing or as as um, appealing and as in, uh, in, uh, inoffensive and you know as as possible. And I just yeah. think he just nailed it. Like he knew the character. I just couldn't believe they did it. Like they they had Krasinski because he has been like the number one fan cast fan favorite fan cast for years and years. And there's yep. always been like. Oh, they're in talks, and then they're like, "No, no one's in talks. Nothing's in production. No, no, just no." I and didn't, even, sudden, I didn't consider it either. I didn't because I'd only seen him in um, a quiet place and a little bit of The Office, The American Office. I was like, you know, I like it. I think he's a good actor, and I like him as Jim in The Office. But I was like, hmm. But yeah, completely sold me as soon as I saw that. He was in the running for Captain America as well. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and his wife Emily, Emily Blunt was going to be Scarlet Witch. Ah, Black Widow, sorry. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. But, like, they they try to make out 
big thing about it they're trying to make out that this doesn't mean that he's going to be read in the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Um, because it's a multiverse. Even though all of the strangers were, um, Benedict. Yeah. Cumberbatch. Yeah. Do you know what I was thinking about this? And I thought, yeah, all the Doctor Strange variants have been Cumberbatch. All the you know both Mordos have been the same guy. Um. Professor X, obviously the same guy. But Rachel McAdam was Rachel McAdam. Yeah. Spider Man. Different actors. All different actors. But yeah. that's because Sony on it. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, um, I hope he. Oh, I hope he does. I hope he does come back. We got Daredevil and Kingpin. If they are different, they've been played by the same guy. Guys. Oh yeah, that was so good in Spider Man. I think. Charlie Cox is in conversations because they've greenlit a Daredevil. Uh, he he is Daredevil. Feige has said that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean to come back soon. So I'm guessing if he's coming back, if he's coming back soon, I don't know when they're starting to shoot it. Then I'm guessing. I mean, def- Kingpin's, Kingpin's already back. I was listening to Fat Man on Batman earlier, and they were saying that the rumor going out is that in the Daredevil show, he's going to look for an ally, and it's going to be. He's going to be looking for his ally, and it's going to be Jessica Jones, which I don't know how that works in a Disney Plus thing, but yeah, so because uh, Kristen Ritter might be coming back as well. I hope they bring Mike Coulter back as well. The only one I don't want them to bring back is uh, Iron My Fist. <laughs> Who knows? I don't mind, well, you really. Are, you are not alone there, Ricky. I've only seen like most of the first season, so I'm not really... I get I get of, the idea. Of Iron Fist? Yeah. You don't need to see any more. <laughs> well, oh, saying that, there's bits the in name? the second um, series that are pretty good when you see the old immortal weapons. <laughs> did Iron Fist have a second did it? series? Or is that, yeah. I, I don't know, did no, it just it feel it, like it was that long? No, it, it had two seasons. But then, if no, you, if it, we, no, it didn't. They did, um, they had their like crossover. Defenders. Defenders, yeah. yeah. Did, you did see the, oh, what's his name? Orson, whatever the old Iron Fist was. The old immortal weapons. I don't know if that was in series one. Series one just felt forever anyway. But if we don't have Iron Fist, we can't get Jessica Henwick back as Colleen Wings. Yeah, you can. I don't think... The problem, I think, with Iron Fist in this new world is that he fills the same role as uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, even down to the mystical land where where he got his magic powers from and stuff like that, so... And it's better that um, Shima Liu is in that role than Finn Jones. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I liked I liked the cameos. I did feel like they were there just to prove how how much Wanda had broken bad, because you couldn't kill Wong or Professor uh, not Professor X, um, Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say they could definitely kill Professor yeah. X. How how do you feel? How did you feel when she picked him off? That was heavy, but... Oh, that was shocking. I know. It, the way she dealt with all <laughs> of them was horror. Yeah. It was all like... And that's what people that I've that I've seen, spoken to about it, have liked about it, was how Sam Raimi and horror it was. Like that bit with uh, Professor X in her head. Yeah. That yeah. was quite horrific. When she just shreds Reed... I think that's the worst because he's aware of what's happening to his body. I mean, Anson Mount's head just kind of pops and he's dead, you know. And uh, and the fact that he um he cuts Cap in half. 
Oh, uh, yeah, that, I was probably most disappointed about that one. Yeah, because that was badass. I mean, props to Hayley Atwell as well. She made she made Captain Carter mm. perfect. That was just so much like you expected to see it. And obviously with the what if I like the Boba Fett backpack. Realized. Yes, <laughs> with the what if stuff, making it, making it visually doable. The fact that Atwell went and nailed it physically in, in yeah. IRL was just brilliant. I'm super glad that we got to see her play at live action. Yeah, oh, totally, yeah. Because if cool. they had waited much longer, like if they were waiting for all of like Phase 4 to, to play through, and then they're like, oh, okay, we're going to do some some live action what-ifs or whatever, then everyone would just be like too old or whatever. Yeah. Because I think she generally she was like so good as as Peggy Carter, like in the movies, in the in the shows. I thought the show was great. And then and I'm just really glad there was this payoff that she got to be that she got to be Cap. Yeah. That was great. And then think, and then she got cut in half. Oh come on. I think Lashana Lynch <laughs> probably got the the uh, the shortest end of the stick there because she she does a cool ca- uh, is she Cap? She's Cap in Marvel, isn't she? Yeah. Uh yeah. You know she gets she gets to act as Cap as well as, as Captain Marvel as well. Um I didn't know she was one of the other iterations. But yeah, but then she barely gets any any of the uh the meat until she's uh until she's crushed under one of the statues. But I think uh I think everyone would probably agree Black Bolt was probably the most shocking. Oh yeah. Yeah, because his head collapsed as well. Like, partly because it was the first as well. Like they all they all turn up and they're like, Oh right, we're gonna stop Scarlet Witch and you just think there's gonna be this big fight. Which there was, but like click gone another one gone (laughs) the thing with that though like i did say to adam i i know i didn't really watch i think i watched the first two episodes of inhumans and went i don't like this i never watched it it's worse than iron fist but 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 it's the same guy (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, that's cool and he's really good because he's really good in star trek but um black bolt has spent all of his life selectively mute yeah so yeah. it doesn't make sense that he would panic with his voice yeah well i mean it's a pretty shocking thing to have your mouth completely disappear i know but he <laughs> i think uh i think mr neo anderson dealt with it better in the matrix yeah. so it was a shocking visual oh it was great his head just sort of bubbled <laughs> <laughs> and then dribbled and out of his nose <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, uh, what else has been on? Like, you haven't seen Obi-Wan Kenobi yet, have you? I've I seen the first episode, and then Lucy fell asleep. So I'm like, well, is she going to catch up, or do I just watch <laughs> it in my own time? I, well, we I can always know. discuss it another time anyway. Um, there are, I mean, as you probably saw from that first episode, there's some brilliant, st- that little kid playing um, Leia is just fantastic. Yeah, apart from that chase. Yeah, that's the bit that oh, we've God, yeah. complete ripped apart. What was going on there? I don't know. Keystone she just can't run. <laughs> I think they hire that little girl because she is. A, she genuinely she gets better as well. There's uh, no spoilers or anything. There's some moments where you both laugh and cheer on for her and then feel for her at the same time. But like but, um, she can't run. But she can't run. <laughs> Do you know? I I told Adam. But neither neither can those uh, stunt performers chasing her. Oh no! Because they've got to pretend not to be able to catch her. What they should have done is she's in the woods and Flea just comes up behind her. And puts a bag over her head. Oh, yeah. What was that about? And puts a bag over her head. And that should have been yeah. it. And then she should have played the bass for a while. Yeah. Yeah. The way that she ran, it reminded me of, no, like, when the Muppets run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the upper, body looked, on. the upper body looked as if it was running, 
but there is no movement in the lower body kind of thing. Just, just, just yeah. I hear Fraggle Rock in my head now. Just want to, just want to, just want to um, uh, absolve ourselves of guilt here. The little girl couldn't, couldn't run, but she was brilliant. And she was a brilliant actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't hate her. No, she was brilliant in the rest of the show. It was just she gets some that fantastic one one-liners. That one scene. <laughs> there are bits of what she said stuff in that show, and I had to rewind and giggle to myself because she says some really sassy little things, and it's just, I just thought they, you know, they just really, she just really nailed some of that stuff. Yeah, no, Jeff, definitely check that out. We can always discuss that at another point, anyway. Um, I will. I, it, I'll, I'll finish it. I just, I'll find out if Lucy wants to fall asleep or not. You'll need to finish it before the Mandalorian comes back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What other geek things have we had? Oh, did you watch Stranger Things? Yep. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I wish they hadn't done the two and a half hour episode. Oh yeah, that was ridiculous. I didn't mind. I liked everything in it, but I could have done with no like when Lucas, um, Hopper, and there was someone else who basically give "I'm going to die" monologues. Yeah. They yeah. could have had that as an episode ending, so that you went into the season finale thinking, oh, one of these guys is going to die. Yeah. Because yeah. they kept everything moving, but it was long. <laughs> yeah, It felt too long. Well, I mean, it was, it was long. long. It was two yeah, and a half two hours. hours. Two hours 40, actually, to be precise. Like, we, we were waiting. We watched the first part, and then we were waiting. What was it, like, July 1st? Yeah. It came out. The second part, we're like, oh, the second part, here we go. And then we are like, oh, there's only two episodes. We're like, what the hell? Yeah, they just they uh, like, oh oh wait they're like two and a half hours long. They hadn't finished filming them basically because of COVID, so they had to uh, they had to release the show in two parts. Just seems just seems uneven. It was yes, yeah, um, but but it was good. Joe Quinn was was great as uh, Eddie. It was like I liked everything that happened in Harper's storyline, but it was like a totally different show. <laughs> yeah, I thought it felt, uh, it felt longer. I thought Hopper's. the rescue was going to happen a lot sooner. Yeah. I don't know when I heard it, but someone pointed out that that's basically just to remove the adults who are in on it. Because as soon as adults are in on it, they they should be getting people like Paul Reiser to come and help do stuff. They should be actually doing adult things. Whereas the kids could go, we could beat these monsters. So like you take uh, the three characters who know what's going on. So uh, Maury, Joyce and Hopper. You remove them from the equation so the kids can actually be the ones who are doing the, the adventure side yeah. of it. And that makes sense. And yeah. unlike, uh, but like the, the California stuff was a bit meh. Well, Augie was fantastic though. When you get uh, the guy, I, uh, the kid that plays Augie 2.0, that's literally his name in the credits. And it just turns out that all those pizza surfer guys are all the same. I oh, that, that guy, funny. yeah. He's great. Well, oh, what was his what was his actual name in it? Augie. No, it wasn't. It was. Or Al Algie. No. I'm pretty sure it was. No, it was I'll Google it. <laughs> it was sort of different, but like yeah, he was good, but yeah, it was still a bit like fractured. I just the the main storyline with the people in Hawkins was clearly the strongest stuff. Oh yeah, 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 totally. But I did feel like they cheated by bringing in like Eddie giving him really good like 
uh, character growth just so that you could connect to him and they didn't have to kill one of the main cast. Yeah. And it's kind of the same. Joe Quinn was definitely was just, just great as well, I think. And it was kind of the same with um, like the fact that it was Max rather than any of the original ones because she only came in in season two. It just felt like, yeah, the, the main cast are just plot armoured up. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I could happily wave goodbye to Mike. Yep, and Will. Yeah. Yeah, and Will. I mean, clearly Will's <laughs> just been set up for for Series 5. Yeah. So he ain't going anywhere yet. Maybe at the end of the series. I don't know. Yeah. But Mike, just, like, just piss off now. <laughs> Get over yourself. Yeah, I think it's that they, it feels like they want to do uh, want him to come out, but I think it's I don't know if it's simply that people they they fear that people might hate that, even though. But like, well, I'm still talking about Mike. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Mike like, is just... with Mike, he's just and he's just a bit of a dick as well. Like he wouldn't tell her that he loved her, and then when they were at the roller rink and she gets humiliated. She finally snaps, and he immediately has a go at her. I know she shouldn't have probably smacked a kid with a roller skate. No, that's that's valid. (laughs) We've all been there. But it's also the 80s. I don't think the reaction would have been that much from the police. It it would have been like, oh, kids are fighting again. Yeah. Because that's the stuff that happened back then. (laughs) Yeah, they would have sat down with a cigarette with a kid, you know, and maybe a beer. That's the fine, like with what you were saying about Will... That's the fine line as well that they got to balance is that it's set in the 80s. So in the background of Will realising that he's gay, you've got the AIDS epidemic as well. See, through the series, I was thinking like, well, is he gay or does he love Eleven? Yeah. Because I... they've, they've now spent like a year living together. And I was like, well, maybe he's maybe he's got a thing for Eleven now. I don't know. I thought it was kind of played for both ways. I think for the most part, it was yeah. played that he's probably gay. Especially the talk he had with Jonathan later on. Yeah. But they kind of put that back door in for, for the Eleven thing. Because if people were going to lash out kind of thing, like a safety hatch, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. I picked up on that as well. But it did feel more like, oh, that's the backup plan if people are, are resentful to precious yeah. so like i'm looking forward to them wrapping it up i think it feels as if like they're kind of stretching it now so one more season to wrap it up would be good yeah yeah that's what they've said anyway because they're, they're all like what 28 now? <laughs> yes it's crazy i think um millie bobby brown is 18 uh, so she's the same age as veronica now and I think some of them. So I think she's one of the youngest cast members, but all the other ones are like of the you know the original. I think Will team. is the actual youngest, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. But yeah, they, all the other ones are like in their twenties or older. Some of them have got like kids of their own. It's just crazy. <laughs> okay, so we have had a couple of comments and questions. Good. Nice. So let's have it. Okay, we got two from Stuart. I'm gonna quickly read them, and see which one's more interesting. You could cut that bit out. <laughs> you hear that, Stuart? Ricky's deciding if you're interesting or not. Okay. Uh, one is about Doctor Strange and the humour. I think we've talked about Doctor Strange enough. What? Right. This Marvel humour issue that a lot of people seem to have, I just don't understand it. I think it's an easy shoehorn is all. I think it's it's a formulaic thing. They know what the Marvel formula is the, now, so they do do that self-deprecating uh kind of self-aware kind of gag a little bit too much but again i don't really mind 
Yeah, like, how serious do you want your stories about a Norse god <laughs> flying through space? How serious does this need to be, you know? <laughs> well, Pretty damn we, serious, saw what, we saw what serious Thor was. It was Thor 1 and 2. Yeah. The ones that no one liked. <laughs> one, one was alright. I liked one. Two was a bit uh, bland. Yeah. Again, I still enjoyed that. I still think that the worst Marvel movies are better than anything that DC have put out since The Dark yeah. Knight Rises. Yeah. Mm. Um, maybe tie in with the Batman now, but oh, and the Suicide Squad. Oh, yes. But the Suicide Squad has got that Marvel humor that no one likes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I just don't get it. Like, what's wrong with some some things being funny? Yeah, I get the criticism. I understand the, where it where it comes from, but I don't. I I don't. I hope not. Every Marvel film had a different flavor previously. Uh, you know, you had your tech savvy movies with. Iron Man, you had, um, you know, you had your war movies with Cap and things like that. So, and now I think it's this kind of everything has the same flavor in terms of the entire the way everything's shot. So I think there's this uniformity in terms of the gags as well that people are kind of sniffing a little bit. Like I don't mind when you're saying about that. I think one of the, I think the problem with Phase Four so far is that it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. There's so much of it, ty- like. When you include the Disney Plus stuff, which is directly tied to the movies now, yeah. there's no clear direction yet. Like, yeah. the things at the end are not leading us anywhere. They're not leading us to Kang. They're not leading us to the Beyonder. They're not leading us to um, Super Scroll or Galactus. They, it's just a concept. The multiverse is the thing that has happened in the majority of these things. But there's no end goal. So, like, the movies are kind of feeling as if they are treading water. Yeah, yeah. I saw um, a post that sort of summed it up. And it said, watching MCU stuff, whether it's movies or or TV, after Endgame just feels like when you complete the story mode on a game and then just do a bunch of side missions. Yeah, we're in endless summer mode. (laughs) for the Marvel yeah. Universe at the moment. Because, like, they haven't got an Avengers at the moment. So, yeah. it'd be they could have been setting up the new Avengers. I know they've been kind of setting up the young Avengers in the Disney Plus stuff. Or, I, I would have even preferred that they used it to set up the Thunderbolts as the new... Yeah, of- well, I was just going to say, they're, they're hinting at Thunderbolts. I know, but actually a bit more in the movies as well. Maybe the Thunderbolts coming in and stealing the winds and stuff so like they get the public on their side like they did and like getting the public on their side like they did in the comic books and they're the new yeah. avengers in an avengerless world you have the thunderbolts well now with with um not that we got, we'll discuss thor another time but with the cameo at the end of thor i think it sets it up further for the uh, the idea of thunderbolts Everyone seems to be angry at the heroes at the moment, so it's a good, uh, it's a good setup. What, what cameo at the end of Thor? Uh, the one of the gods. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that guy. Yeah. That guy. But and then the other thing is that he's asked is watching a new Hulk recently and made me appreciate the original Star Wars trilogy, especially after the mess Disney uh, with Disney. I like the Disney movies. 
do you see them continuing with more episodic films and where do they take it after the Ray Skywalker story? Anywhere, anywhere other than Skywalkers. Yeah. No more Skywalkers. I think there is no. stories to tell and I don't want to go back to Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. um, I hate sand. It's dry. It gets it's everywhere. Coarse, it's it gets coarse. everywhere. <laughs> just, just like Tatooine, it gets everywhere. <laughs> it's a galaxy far, far away, and like just like Skywalkers, they get everywhere. Okay, so it's a galaxy far, far away, and Episode One they go to Tatooine. Episode Two they go to Tatooine. Episode three, you go to Tatooine. They go to snow Tatooine. No, you do it because Obi Wan drops off um, Anakin. Oh, we're talking about episodes. Yeah, yeah episode one. So yeah, e- episode episode three, you go trilogy. to Tatooine. Episode four starts on, on Tatooine. Tatooine. <laughs> episode five, they don't go to Tatooine. <laughs> it's, in <Sky. laughs> it's in Sky Tatooine. Episode six, it starts on Tatooine. Episode seven is Tatooine with a different name. <laughs> episode eight, no Tatooine. And episode nine ends on Tatooine. Like, seven out of nine movies in a galaxy far, far away, you're on Tatooine. Book of Boba Fett, Tatooine. Mandalorian, Tatooine. I just don't need Tatooine anymore. <laughs> Ricky, can you say Tatooine one more time? Oh, I'll say like Boba Fett now. <laughs> Tatooine. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I don't need it anymore. We've... we've We've been there. I want more Star Wars. I like Star Wars. I um I was done with the Skywalker saga long before um before the re uh, before the long reboots. before hating Skywalkers was cool. Yeah, I was I'm a, I'm a hipster emoji, but um yeah I uh, I I've always said that that they need to unlike like I'm a Trek fan, and they've never really they've always honored the traditions. They always referenced the old uh, the old guard, but they've always progressed onwards, and that's the issue I've always had with Star Wars. You know me. I, Obviously, I'm, you guys and some of the listeners now that do know that I'm pretty critical. Although I do like Star Wars a lot, I'm more critical of it because they've never gotten out of that rut. You know, I mean, they've they've had a chance because they did three movies and that was the whole that was the the legend that was. But yeah, I think it is about time that they get away from it. I don't want them. I mean, I don't want to lose Poe, Ray, Finn, or any of the other cast that's um, that were established in the new films. But I want to see. Not get rid of them. No, I want to see a, not a new direction. I just want to see them establish the next. Uh... I enjoyed the Disney trilogy, but I yeah. think because they didn't go, they didn't have a direct plan, and you had JJ started by uh, by remaking a New Hope, and then Ryan Johnson came in with new ideas, and everyone went new ideas. <laughs> Disney went, uh, JJ, fix it. And so, like, you had both of them. Like, Ryan Johnson is a good filmmaker, and he made a film that wasn't, it wasn't, like, a rehash of Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back. But then, because they panicked because of the fan backlash, they put it back to JJ, and he went, oh, yeah, all of that second stuff. So you had the guy who directed, wrote and directed the second one go, oh, never mind about the first one. And then the guy who wrote, uh, came back in to do the third one, because Colin Trevorrow was originally the writer on that, yeah. and they panicked. Yeah. And then they went, uh, JJ, come and fix. And 
he went, oh yeah, just ignore all of that, and somehow Palpatine has returned. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is what that movie is. It's um, it... I think he had the trilogy in mind, and then he went back to it regardless of what uh, Johnson had done with. Yeah, no, I don't think he did. I think if he did, Johnson like they wouldn't have got to that point where Johnson could change as much as he wanted. Like I think they just should have had a story that branched across the three. They knew they were doing three, and. Like, it didn't have to have the same directors, but it should have had, this is the story we're telling. You have yeah. some Well, it should have, the, it should have had the feeling of the original trilogy, because there's three directors in that, but it feels like a complete uh, saga. Although um, A New Hope feels as it is. It feels cheaper, because obviously the budget and whatnot. It does feel like a complete unit, doesn't it? Yeah, Um. I just hope they go branch off and do some stuff away from the st- the Skywalkers. Nothing should, like, too much revolves around them. I did like the characters from the new ones, but I think that they kind of told the story that they needed to with them, and there's not a lot left to tell. I think the problem with that is you're going to have, like we were talking about this before, how the, the complete trilogy, original trilogy, is our OG and then you've got the kids from Kieran's age. That's the prequel trilogy for them. And then the new trilogy will be the new generations. And then you'll have those kids that if they wait too long, they'll feel like they've missed out on... I don't know if the new trilogy will land at them. Because the new trilogy was kind of aimed at us and Kieran's generation rather than actually new fans. And you have... like but the that reason was, that, that was Kieran's the pre- generation... That's the thing, the prequel universe was the same... The prequel universe was aimed at the grown-ups as well, but it I know. But it, didn't the click reason that Kieran's generation fell in love with the with those films is because of the associated media, like the Clone Wars cartoons and stuff like that. And I don't think this generation has had that. It's been kind of more skewed towards us and mm. and Kieran's generation rather than a younger audience, which I think mm. is where. Ryan Johnson had left his. Ryan Johnson, to be fair, um, like I think the whole Finn storyline, not yet Finn storyline, was kind of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark in that it does nothing. It's fun, but it does nothing for the storyline at all. If he doesn't do it, nothing happens. It's just a fun character building romp. But it did, like Ryan Johnson set up a potential future by introducing young force yeah, users yeah. back into the world that you could have spun off on how these people are going to gen uh, build forward but then JJ came in and took away that and went somehow Palpatine has returned I think um, that's like I've said before the thing about Star Wars is um, this isn't me saying what should be the case but the thing about Star Wars is the reason what, the only thing I didn't like about there was there was a lot to be iffy about but the only thing I really didn't like was <laughs> Uh, again, I've said this loads of times, is bringing the grey area of politics into it. Because there's always been politics in the Star Wars films, but the, the the reason why Star Wars works is simply because it's good versus evil. And it's it's trying to trying to manage the fact that nobody's 100% good, nobody's 100% evil, that there, that there needs to be the big bad, and they need to get their comeuppance. But it's just wizards fighting wizards and everything else that goes on top. <laughs> so you know, people. I, we all know that we're all very open. We don't need to like praise ourselves for being 
conscious about these things but you know i hate those people who poo poo things just because of gender politics and just because they're homophobic or racist or whatever that you know those people can shut up but everything that they did in all the three new films was welcome uh in terms of characters and whatnot but that's the one thing i don't like it's just the politics no well not don't like it just i was like ah you know it just it just grays the one bit that they shouldn't really gray up which is the fact that at least in the main stories is just no it's good versus evil is all but uh yeah where do you think they should go mark oh i don't know <laughs> yeah, wait, come on you're gonna say tatooine hot, in there. Hot pitch. <laughs> hot pitch. uh indoor people no, love that's ewoks crazy. <laughs> only if you're born after like 1982 apparently according to how i met your mother yeah. isn't it I hate. I would like to see, which is all of us. Maybe some kind of special. (laughs) Maybe test the waters with some kind of special, with Ewoks. Yeah. I mean, maybe Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas Christmas is a good time for these things. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe test the waters with some uh, Christmas Ewok special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See see how it goes down. It's never been done before. No. So you know it's going to be a hit. Guardians of the Galaxy is doing one. Really. Yeah, they're doing a Christmas special. Oh, holiday special, I think it's called now. Is it not coming out on Christmas, or is it just is it just coming out like in the seasonal area? I think it's due the seasonal area. I don't know when. But yeah, the Guardians again. Once so why not Ewoks? Laugh. We want Ewoks. I, I don't, you see. I want, <laughs> I want the full teddy bear. I want the... I, want the, I just realised as I said that, I get a cold chill in my, up my spine knowing Trent is going to find that little audio line. And just rip it out and just just what? put it on a sound. <laughs> Nothing. I didn't say anything. But yeah, uh, the Wookiees is what I want. I don't want to see teddy bears. <laughs> uh, if I want to see teddy bears, I want to see care bears. Not not drug addicted looking teddy bears living in the forest. I want to see t- cannibal teddy or, bears. Or gummy bears even. Like. I want to see gummy bears, not Ewoks. Imagine gummy bears bouncing around Endor. Yes. That'd be amazing. Can you imagine that? If they'd had the rights to the gummy bears instead, that would have that would, that film would have been over really quickly. Oh, um, that being said, no, you just reminded me of like Saturday morning cartoons. Have you both watched um, Chip and Dale? No. The movie? No, is that out? Oh, it's bloody brilliant! You need to watch that before the next episode. What's it on? What's it on? Disney. It's on Disney Plus. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> it is great. I've been looking forward to it. Doesn't uh, Quack Sonic? Make a comeback. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Weird Sonics in it. Um, like they've got. It's like, it's gonna be like um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit for this generation. Yeah. It's it's got a great voice cast. Well, it's Andy Samberg and John Mulaney. Yeah. As Chip and Dale. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, it's uh, great. So uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting anything from it, but really enjoyed it. So that's that's everyone's homework. That's everyone's All homework. Right. Now you've said that, I've got the stupid, not the stupid, i got the theme tune stuck in my head. <laughs> when do you not have the theme tune stuck in I your know, head? I know, I don't, oh god, I like... Ch-ch-ch-ch-pandale, rescue rangers. Rescue rangers, ch No, you've got to sing it first, you've got to sing the opening first, otherwise there's no point. That opening is hot sh- It's like on a total loop. That, DuckTales. Yeah. woo <laughs> And um, yeah. Fraggle Rock just go round and round in my head, and then every so often Giles theme will jump in. Down at Fraggle Rock, grab a Fraggle by the cock. Swing it round and round, till its feet touch the ground. 
Um, and then we've, we have actually got another question, oh. which is a bit more fun and could be quick. If you had to be henchman minion for an evil organization, which would you, which would you choose and why? I wouldn't be the henchman. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be Modoc. I want to be AIM. Well, AIM seems like it would be the more fun choice. I want to wear a beekeeper yeah, costume. Yeah, from all. <laughs> yeah, but career-wise, Hydra. Modern day Hydra, because they infiltrated <laughs> like high levels. So I'd be Hydra. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be one of the League of Assassins <laughs> from uh, Batman. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, that didn't pique your interest as much. No, not really. Yeah, because I don't know. Are you still you? An assassin isn't really like a henchman, though, is it? Yeah, it is. No, he's trained. A henchman is like a nothing cannon fodder. Oh, uh, Dr. Evil. But you want to be Dr. Evil? Or you want to be mini <laughs> I'll be Dr. Evil's evil henchman. Getting run over by a <laughs> very slow guy. steamroller. <laughs> I was just about to say that one. You want to be the guy going, no! <laughs> but yeah, I'd be AIM because I want a beekeeper costume. I'd be Metal Sonic. <laughs> I don't think you get this game. Adam. I get this game 100%. You can't be Metal Sonic because he's not yes. a henchman, he's a sub he's, he's a henchman. <laughs> he was made by Dr. Robotnik. Oh, I, I will. I just You just made me think of something quickly that I wanted to tell you guys about. But uh, So I'm going to quickly snick, put it in here. I, someone was said on Twitter the other day that they want to beat them up with like the guy from the pub as a character who thinks he's, he done a karate class when he was like five so he thinks he's still hard right. <laughs> and and I completely wrote the other characters in my head after reading that and I realised that the main boss would have to be my dad because right. <laughs> my dad could beat your dad yeah. <laughs> so like yeah my dad would be like the main boss and you'd have like all of the guys like um just like the drunk guy, the guy who done karate yeah. once. The gym teacher um, who thinks he's your dad. still got it, but he's clearly about <laughs> four stone overweight and hasn't played football for decades. Yeah, and just all of those kinds of people. The guy who spreads a rumour about himself just so he's left yeah. alone. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah, I thought that would be fun. Uh I've also got Oh, oh. Uh can I be a minion? Yeah. Cause it says minions. It says henchman slash minion for a, an evil organization. I think a minion would fit pretty well. I quite I quite like bananas. Banana? Oh, I don't. I couldn't be a. I couldn't be a minion. That's how we would defeat you, Ricky. Yeah. A <laughs> ring of bananas. That's how aim would fall. <laughs> you change your costume into a giant banana. Um. Yeah. So one of the listeners sent me an Adam's head joke. What? He was frightened to put it on. The main page. Right. He didn't want to <laughs> curb my eye. He was worried that he'd offend someone, and I said, okay. oh, "That's fine. It'd be pretty hard to um, offend Adam." Adam's got thick skin and a giant head. <laughs> so this has been episode twenty. I- I've lost my confidence. <laughs> <laughs> this was episode twenty of I've lost my confidence. <laughs> um, this is episode. Tw- this has been episode twenty. There's something about Adam's backpack. <laughs> Good. That's You can find us on Facebook, the Justice League podcast. (laughs) That's good. It just came back to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can hear it in my head as a song. <laughs> Carry on. Oh, um, I can't do it now. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, <laughs> or you can find us on Instagram at Justice League Po. Um, Instagram and Facebook is where we're most active. Send us your questions, your talking points that you want us to cover, and as always. Adam's head is so big, he makes Modoc look like a newborn baby. <laughs> I birthed Modoc from one of my nostrils. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. Who's that from? That is from Stuart. Oh, thank you, Stuart. Nice. You can send us your ideas yeah. as well if you want. We're clearly running out of them. Because, um, unlike Stuart, sent it pers- privately. Cause you he betrayed his trust there as well. Ad- Adam would be offended, but. Adam's pretty thick-skinned about it. Oh, we've established that Adam has incredibly thin skin that <laughs> often gets caught in zips. Uh, one of our friends actually just superimposed the top of my head onto various things like the brain from Pinky and the Brain and <laughs> a guy's penis. <laughs> uh, I just super- well, be, be sure to share them. I'll um, try not to. When the, the sky was on fire the other day, Kieran did turn around and go, why is Adam so angry? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Send send your ideas and uh, Franks and Beans. Frank and Beans. Alright, is that it? That's it. Bye. You see, I I want the full teddy bear.